The We Are Doll Nation podcast reports and opinions are not those of UGA. This is not yet an official podcast of the University of Georgia. This is the International We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation. And yes, that is short for Dog Nation. And our dogs take Dooley Field at Sanford Stadium and curb stomp those Murray State Pacers by the score of 63-17. to 17. And what a wonderful day it was. Home opener 2019. Besides being a home opener, and a wonderful day on a bright sunny day in Athens, Georgia, in the classic city, what made it really special. Because so many times in life, we wait to honor somebody after they pass away. But it's very important to give people their roses while they are yet living. And to honor Vince Dooley, like Georgia did on yesterday, was beautiful. 87 years old, with his wife by his side and his and the former players there supporting him. That was just a wonderful moment down at Sanford Stadium. Make you proud to be a Georgia Bulldog and to see this man who had done so much UGA in good health and enjoy this moment with his family. Man, it is great to be a Georgia Bulldog. Congratulations, Vince Dooley and the Dooley family and the Georgia family. Just a wonderful day yesterday in Athens, Georgia. But moving on to this game. Our dogs go down there and curse stomp those Pacers of Murray State and do what they're supposed to do. And I know some of the fans are kind of like, okay, wait a minute, 7-7, what's going on? But hey, those type of things happen with teams like that. And although uh, teams like Murray State and Arkansas State, those LCS schools, Opposed to get blown out with, with, with the way they are, because they, they are inferior opponents, you still got to be very careful about those type of uh, teams. Because in the back of those teams' mind, you can rest assured that teams like those, they got the Michigan and Appalachian State of 2007 in the back of their mind. Can we be the ones to knock off this team and get and put and put ourselves on a bigger stage and say we did this? Each team trying to do it. I mean, we, you can go back to 2016, our first year, uh, well, Curry's first year at Georgia. We barely got past Nickel State. Like, barely got past them. And we, we'd have been talked about how this FCS team came up here and beat us. But they didn't. So, moving on from that. But it's got to be kept out teams like that because a lot of those players on those type of teams felt as though they, they were overlooked in recruiting. Feel as though they're they're just as good as the other power five schools. Some of those guys did come from power five schools, 
and transfer down to the FCS teams, they come to compete. Because you still got ego, you still got testosterone, you still got uh, competitive spirits that says, you know what, I don't care about your five stars, I don't care about your four stars, we come and we come and play ball and we're coming at you, and they come give you everything we have. And that was, that was the coach's mindset coming to this game, saying, you know, we know Georgia is the number three team in the country, but we're not backing down, we're not laying down, and we're going to give them everything that we got. And they, their goal was to try to match, to match our intensity and match our effort and match our energy. But like most teams, we break their will and it was over. I mean, it was 7 7 there for a moment, but you know, hey, 35 point second quarter and the rest is history. And you're going to have those type of games. So they didn't, that, that doesn't worry me. Like some fans may get worried about, okay, we're 7 7 against Murray State. Why is this happening? Sometimes it starts off like that. I mean, last year, Alabama was playing Citadel, and it was 10 to 10 at home at halftime. So then they blew them out in the second half. You have those moments where it's like it's close for a second and you blow them out. And I know some of you probably think, oh my God, not Georgia State versus Tennessee. With that <laughs> all over again, that's, that wasn't going to happen. That dumps the fire. I'll talk about them a little later on. But. We, we was good to go. And like and you have to, those type of games you have to play, like Kevin said, to a standard. You can't you can't just drop off. You gotta play whether it's whether it's Brooklyn High School, whether it's in Florida, whether it's the Denver Broncos, you gotta play to the exact same level and the exact same standard you have to play to each and every week. Cause you you just don't get caught slipping. You just never know who you're going against. But I got to thinking, like, okay, you never know who's the other side of that ball because, like I said, some players feel as though they could have played in Georgia and played other Power 5 schools. But some players are legit, legit overlooked. Some players do come from FBS schools and transfer down. So I got to thinking, like, you know, what would have happened? Like, in my opinion, the greatest wide receiver ever played the game was Jerry Rice. And by the stats he put up, he is the greatest of all time. I mean, 200 plus touchdowns and receiver records, like, this just can't be touched, I don't think, in this lifetime. But Jerry Rice went to college at Mississippi, Mississippi Valley State. Not Ole Miss, not Missouri, uh, not Mississippi State, not USC, California, not UCLA. Not Ohio State. He went to Mississippi Valley State. But could you imagine if uh, Murray State or Arkansas State had a player, the caliber of Jerry Rice, didn't get noticed for whatever reason? Or how about this? Could you imagine for a second if somebody had a, a player of the caliber of Barry Sanders? And you may say, oh, no, you, you're going too far here. You kind of just, how often does that happen? Well, it may help. Ha- Happened more than you realize. Realize, I mean, Barry Sanders. We could have very well not known who he was. Who, in my opinion, Barry Sanders is the greatest running back of all time. You can't tell me anything different. That guy was just amazing. But he was not allowed to play running back until his senior year in high school. His his high school coach, you know, accused him being a chicken, and he wasn't running the right holes, and he wasn't allowed to play running back. So going to his senior year, Barry Sanders the greatest of all time, in my opinion, did not have a college scholarship offer. 
his head coach got promoted to to athletic director. Then it's when his AD he hired the new head coach. Told the new head coach, don't let Barry Sanders play running back. So after like three games, Barry Sanders returning kicks and making everybody miss and working out the slot at receiver, making everybody miss. You like, look, forget this. I'm putting Barry Sanders in running back. And he had like 1,400 yards after that, after the fourth game uh, going forward. And so, this is somebody who could, who could have got overlooked by some dumb coach. So, what if somebody like a Barry Sanders would have walked on at a Murray State or Arkansas State and they're killing us? Like, you know, you just never know for us side of that ball. That's why you got to play to a standard. And you say, okay, that's, that's, that's some far-out imagination kind of stretching it. All right, well, let's let's go back in time to 2008. That was 11 years ago. We were playing against Central Michigan. I'm not quite sure what week it was, but we're playing against Central Michigan. That's the same game that Noshaw Marino uh, jumped over that defender. And everybody went crazy. But what we didn't know, at that point in time, with Noshaw Marino, Matthew Stafford on that field, and other players on that field, what well, we didn't know at that time that the greatest player on that field was not in a Georgia uniform. The greatest player on that field, no district Matthew Stafford and no Sean Marino, the greatest player on that field at that time, or going, going to be the greatest player on that field, was Antonio Brown. I mean, yeah, he, you know, has a problem with the Raiders or whatever, but he's a, the, way, the way he's going, he's a future Hall of Famer. There's no guarantee that Matthew Stafford future Hall of Famer. I mean, he's doing well. But all the future Hall of Fame, potential future Hall of Famers on that field that day, he wasn't wearing a Georgia uniform. He was over at Central Michigan. I mean, he didn't score the touchdown that day, but can you imagine what he did score like four or five touchdowns? We probably been complaining like, why is this guy doing this to us? The point I'm trying to make is you just never know who, the, who you're going against, so you got to play at that standard. And it shut him down and overwhelmed him. But moving on, let me tell you something. I'm so excited about just in two games. Just in two games. I mean, you heard the clip I played. Of the players we have coming up this season gonna get better and better. George Pickens. Look, I talked about I talked about before about how they said, you know, they mind your AJ Green. That dude there has the potential of being the best yet. He has the potential of being even better than A.J. Green. A.J. Green, you remember, he missed the first four games of his junior year. So, if he stays healthy, keep his head on right, he has the potential to have an even better impact or bigger impact than A.J. Green did. He has the potential to have a bigger impact than Terrence Terrence Edward did. And my prediction for my prediction for him is by season, not by season in, that's my season in, but probably by Notre Dame game. Because he's blocking downfield being very aggressive. So probably by the Notre Dame game, I really believe that I won't be surprised if George Pickens starting. And by the time, you know, SEC Championship get here and you're talking about the, the playoffs, he's going to be Torture to deal with. He's he's gonna he's gonna be so many so so much so many problems, so many defenses. And then what a it finally happened. 
second game of the season. Zamir White, Zeus, gets the touchdown. More confidence. And I love Brian Heron. Uh, I love his faithfulness. I love what a tough back he is. I love the uh, way he runs. But it is what it is. DeAndre Swift, of course, will stay 1A running back. But by season end, you come with SEC championship game and play, and the playoffs, Zamir White will be 1B. He's going he's to be going ahead of Brian Heron. He's just that talented. I mean, you see a lot of Nick Chubb in him. It's like Nick Chubb and with a mix of Sonny Michelle. And he did like he, he looked like he was more powerful than the guys was. As, as strong as Nick Chubb was. So encouraged. And then you talk about Nolan Smith. Oh. Who really watching that game? I, it was it was like to me, to me, it, it was like when Nolan Smith got that first sack, I think they kind of woke everybody up, like, okay, let's go. Let's go run the table. Let's go, let's go. Beat these guys down and get this game over with. Let's go. Cause it's like the energy level of that team just went to another level. So, Nolan Smith, I won't be surprised by season end. I won't say he's starting because there's so much talent outside linebacker. I will say he's gonna he's gonna continue being very heavy rotation and making some noise uh, on that defense. Him and Aziz Ojolari. It, it's I am very encouraged about how this season here is going to go with those guys. And then a newcomer, he's not a freshman, but Eli Wolf, the, the, <laughs> the graduate from Tennessee. I know he's glad to be here, leaving that dumpster fire. I love the way he was used on Saturday for big catches. And I'm hoping that it caught the attention of one Eric Gilbert out of Marietta High School, the number two tight end, number two athlete in the whole entire country, five-star athlete. Because I know he's looking to see how uh, we're going to use our tight ends. So hopefully he saw that and going, okay, this is pretty good. Also, Darnell Washington, number one tight end, another five-star, number one athlete in the country. We just may, I said it before, but we just might have, we all had a shot. But it might, it might be reality where we are landing number one and number two five-star tight ends in the country in the same class. It just could very well happen because I know uh, Gilbert out of Marietta High School was kind of high on Tennessee, but something tells me you got me out your mind if you're still looking at Tennessee as a a potential place to play football. That place is a dumpster fire. Oh my goodness. Losing to Georgia State, paying nearly a million dollars, and losing to uh, BYU, (laughs) it's getting better and better. And so, he just may be coming to Georgia. So, we're going to see because the big-time game to tell us where we at, what's going on, is the Notre Dame game. And see how well we use a tight end, see how well we, you know, do things there. It's a big-time recruiting weekend, so I'll look for his commitment maybe the next following couple weeks after uh, after that, after the uh, Notre Dame game. So, We'll see how that goes. And think of that dumpster fire, which is Tennessee. It feels so... I, I'm not going to ever get tired of kicking them while, down, while, while they're down because I noticed something. Well, someone brought something to my attention I saw on Facebook. A couple of years ago, those jerks up in Tennessee, the fans, 
made some very derogatory and ignorant comments about Nick Chubb. So, to see and didn't have Nick Chubb uh, hurt his knee there in 2015, to see them get kick while they're down and enjoy it. Every chance I get, I'm going to enjoy that moment. Every chance I get. That was fun. First Georgia State not BYU. Who's next? Everybody's going to beat Tennessee. And I can't wait. What, I think it's October 5th or whatever day it is. We're going to destroy them. It's going to be fun. And I'm hoping that instead of 41-0, it's like in the 50s somewhere. To zero yet again. So, before I get out of here, I gotta do my dummy of the moment. And at first, I wasn't gonna do it. I wasn't gonna do it at first about this guy because at first he said, you know how, and this I'm talking about the Murray State coach. He was talking about how um, he was going to how to come up being aggressive and how they're gonna give all their energy and all they got. I said, you know, you're supposed to believe that way. Then after the game, this is what made the Murray State coach make me make him a dummy of the moment. He said he's proud of where the team won the third quarter. You won the third quarter with our second and third string players in there. 10 to 7. Just totally dismissing the fact they lost by 46 points. You're happy y'all won the third quarter. You big dummy. Oh, wow. So, anyway, get ready to get out of here. A um, little shorter than normal. But, you know, it was, it was, it was, uh, Murray State, so, you know, do we supposed to do it? Arkansas State will be much the same at 12 o'clock kickoff come Saturday. They'll get it next, and then we'll get ready for the Notre Dame game, and uh, well, that's going to be big-time recruiting weekend, and we'll really see how much uh, James Coley has changed that offense. I'm seeing some things, but maybe he really let loose come Notre Dame game because it's going to be a really big weekend, and it's at 8 o'clock under the lights. Primetime TV. And so it's uh we gotta make a statement in a major way because I'm tired of people hating on us and trying to drop us out of the top five. We haven't lost, but whatever. Anyway, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I really appreciate it. Please come back, tell somebody about it. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook. At We Are Dog Nation, subscribe to the podcast. If you're a returning visitor, I cannot continue to, enough to tell you thank you so much, very, very much for listening to me uh, here on a regular basis. This is my second season doing this uh, after the game. Um, it's, it's a joy to do. It's a joy to do. So, but 12 o'clock kickoff, Saturday and next Sunday. We'll be doing another podcast, probably a little early. It's about 11 o'clock or so right now. I'm going to release this on Twitter. And I appreciate you guys' feedback about you joining the podcast. I really appreciate that. So, but until then, have a great Bulldog week. 
great Bulldog Monday. And next Sunday night, once again, the podcast. But until then, as always, go, as always, guys, go dogs. Sick them. Roof.